You're listening to the Glory Culture Podcast Show. To learn more about the ministry, head on over to glorycultureintl.com and click. Now, here's your host, David Yancey. Hey, it's Glory Culture Podcast Show. Your host here, David Yancey. And uh, wherever you are, however it is that you are listening, thanks for letting me be part of your day. Man, God is doing a lot. I say that just about every time I come on here, but it is so true. And we serve such a dynamic God who's always uh, doing, not just doing a new thing, but he's always confounding and and just completely um, just destroying any box that we put him in in our minds and in our uh, religious constraints. But God is really doing something fabulous. If you follow the ministry, maybe you uh, followed us uh, at this last weekend. We had some amazing services up in uh, Northern California, all the way up close to the Oregon border, about an hour and a half northeast of Redding. Uh, We were at the Secret Place Gathering at His House Fellowship Ministries, and it was fabulous time. Uh, my wife tore it up uh, on a Saturday, and then we kind of tag team Sunday morning, Friday night. I was speaking. It was great. We had a blowout oil service. Uh, my son was there with us serving as an armor bearer. My daughter was there uh, also, um, and it was uh, it was a great time. And that's where the Lord really is right now is he's on families. It's not that he was ever not on families, but my goodness, he is uh, he's bringing such a unity in a and and a, a close um, reunion of families right now. He's really pouring out uh, with great favor and many many different facets of his nature on the family that serves together. And you know, I mean, that's the beginning of ministry for us is family. If if I'm going to the nations, if my wife is going to the nations, but when we come home, you know, things are out of sorts. That's that's not right. And that is actually, believe it or not, that's a that's a big pattern, especially in in um, you know, the nucleus ministry family uh for the last several decades in America is uh we go out and we what we basically do is we put such an emphasis on the ministry that our kids begin to resent it. Because they find themselves coming second. You know, you always hear people say, God first, then family. But when they say that, most of the time they're implying ministry first, then family. And that is out of order. That is incorrect. And, uh, you know, that's something that my wife and I have always tried to integrate the kids. Uh, We don't want them growing up resenting ministry. That's why we have so many issues with, you know, the, the, even the, the word, the title PK, pastor's kid, preacher's kid, whatever. By and large, you see them uh, when they go out of school or, or, or whenever they're out of the house for the first time, they kind of go a little wild. And, and my God, that's not going to be my kids because I'm going to get them involved. You know, we've been hosting these meetings at our own house under our own banner, uh, Glory Culture. And uh, we've been hosting these meetings, and my son is is an usher. My ten year old is a she's on towel duty. You know she we call it uh, 
<laughs> she calls it the slankies because they get slayed, and then she goes and puts the blankie on them. So my my ten year old's on slanky duty. My fourteen year old is um, working the camera. We got them integrated so that they don't resent it, but they're drawn to it. And this isn't just so that uh, you know we're shaping their preferences in life. This they're coming into contact with the spirit that's being poured out, and they begin to have a, a greater revelation of who they are in Christ. They don't have to wait till they go through a, a rebellious streak, and they don't have to wait till they go and explore what everyone else explores when they're eighteen to twenty-five, or however long it takes them to get back to God. <clears throat> you know, and so. By by getting them involved now, you know, I encourage you get your kids involved. Not just don't put them, don't take them to a church where they're going to put on Finding Nemo and give them a coloring book. Get them involved in ministering to the Lord and ministering with the Lord working through them. Now, this is actually a really cool story. So a few days ago. I'm driving home uh, and my wife calls me and she says, hey, you'll never believe what Belle did. Now, Belle's my Belle's my 10-year-old and she loves the Lord greatly. She's very sensitive to the Spirit, very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But uh, so my wife tells me, last night I heard a lot of talking and I got up and Belle's on the phone at 11 o'clock at night. And she's getting ready to like, you know, say, what are you doing? Hang up the phone. You got to go to sleep. You got school in the morning. Well, it turns out that one of her friends was uh, was dealing with something. She said that there was like a presence of fear in the room, something dark. She couldn't see it, but she could perceive that there was something, you know, evil. And and so uh, and, and she says, like, you know, it, it's in my room now, but my brother has nightmares all the time. There's something going on. And my mom has bought us this um, all-seeing eye or whatever, some 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 something that's supposed to ward off the the bad stuff or whatever. And Bell, my ten-year-old, says, I, "You've got a spirit manifesting in your room. You've got a you've got a spirit of fear. You got there's a demon." And she proceeds. My wife is listening now. She proceeds to cast this thing out via phone call. She proceeds to, in the name of Jesus, cast this thing out of this girl's room. And uh, and she tells her, you got to get rid of that 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 all-seeing eye thing, whatever that was. She said, that's witchcraft. You got to get rid of it. Anyways, then she tells her, okay, now what you need to do is you got to put on – and my, 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 my daughter loves this stuff. She, she listens to it every single night. She tells her, you've got to put on Joshua Mills worship music in the room. It'll change the atmosphere. And so uh, this little girl on the phone, she does that. She pulls up her device and puts on Apple music. And she starts streaming Joshua Mills' worship music. And uh, Belle's on the phone with her. And within like 30 seconds, the girl is not crying anymore. She said, there's peace in the room. And she falls asleep on the phone. Completely goes out. Well, the next morning, about 7 a.m., my daughter's getting ready for school and her phone rings again. And so she answers and it's this, this little girl at her school. And she says, oh, my goodness, you know, I slept amazing. I'm so well rested and there's such a peace in my room. I'm going to start listening to this 
worship music every single night. She says, oh, and I told my dad, get rid of this. She said, I made my dad throw that thing away and said, this is witchcraft. Get it out of the house. <laughs> so hallelujah. Listen, your children are powerful. And that's where the spirit is pouring out right now is that next generation. It, it, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure older generational people get sick of hearing, oh, God's moved on to the next generation. He hasn't moved on. He's raising up. He's training, equipping, and he's launching. And, and we need these previous generations, including myself. I'm not, I'm not Gen Z. And that's where, the, that's where the Lord is really pouring out right now. Uh, but he needs all the generations to come together and propel these kids into their identity in Christ. You know, just they're not ready to go out and take the world by storm. They are ready to receive. And it is our responsibility and our mandate from heaven to pour into this generation because they're going to rock the world. Listen, the devil is going after the next generation. Why aren't the Christians? It, it, take the religion and flush it down the toilet with all the rest of the crap. Why aren't we going after them with the presence? You know, look, I mean, there's an entire generation of devil casting out, miracle working, sign and wonder carrying children that are just waiting to step into destiny. We have, for far too long, we have taught them, uh, we have undone their ability to be sensitive to the spirit. You know, and what's the first thing we do when they're like, mommy, daddy, there's something evil in my closet or there's something under the bed. We flip on the lights, look, take a look for yourself. See, there's nothing there. You're being ridiculous. Listen, there's nothing there. Go to sleep. What have we done right there? We have just undone their sensitivity to the spirit realm. There is something there, and they're discerning it. We are teaching kids how to ignore sensitivity to the spirit. I mean, forget taking them to horror films. We're, we're beginning at step one. Something ain't right in the atmosphere. Oh, it's, uh, just ignore that. Don't ignore that. My goodness. Children, why do you think Jesus said that to receive the kingdom of heaven, you have to receive it like a child? Listen, the key to seeing in the spirit is childlike faith. The key to uh, prophesying is to hear and see with childlike faith. The key of intimacy, you know, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with a clean hand and a pure heart. Children are born with an absolute pure heart. And we teach them how to be broken. We teach them how to defile their hearts. We teach them, you're not seeing that. That's ridiculous. You're not hearing that. That's not real. It's time to grow up. Listen, it, what kind of growing up is that? That's growing, that's, that's growing uh, out of a direct teaching that the Lord said, which is become like a child. And, and us as parental figures or actual parents, spiritual parents, like 
my goodness, we, we've got to pour into these kids. We've got to pour into the next generation. It just confounds my mind how, you know, the, the things that operate in the, in the, in the natural <clears throat> were first given permission by the church to operate by giving it permission in the ministry. Like division. Look at how much division is in the nation. Look at how much division is in the government. It first manifested in the church. We gave the keys to the enemy in the church and allowed him to run and impart it to the nature, to, to, to uh, the, the, the natural world around us. You know, there's 40,000 denominations worldwide. Why do you think we've got division in the countries? Division started in the church. We give the, the, the government permission to dysfunction based on our own get, uh, dysfunction, right? Okay, so I say all that to say what is, what, are the, what is the number one problem in the natural family, specifically in America? It's fatherlessness. It's having no parent. But in the church... We weaponize the term orphan. It's disgusting. And, and I understand that Paul and, and, and the scripture addresses the, the orphan spirit because we've been given the spirit of adoption. But my God, when did that become a slam fest? Can you imagine walking into an orphanage and going, you dumb orphan, you need to grow up and mature. But what do spiritual quote-unquote fathers do in the faith? Most spiritual fathers don't want to go to somebody that needs counseling and needs uh, the spirit of adoption. They want to go find the golden ones that are on the cusp, take them in and say, look, I launched so-and-so. Look at how fatherly I am. And the moment that there's an issue, they, they, they cast them into the darkness and say, you need deliverance from this orphan spirit. Can you imagine walking into an orphanage in the natural? Well, because we're heavily doing it in the spirit, you better believe it's going to manifest in the natural if we don't cut that off. Jesus Christ loves this next generation. He loves all generations. But as you grow and progress, you are expected to partner with the Spirit and raise up the next generation exactly where they're at. Now, everybody involved has a choice. We're not into dictatorships. We're not into controlling people. But a little bit of love especially in hard places, that's a miracle. That is a miracle working source. Only love can make a miracle. And God is going after these kids. The devil is going after these kids, but I don't want to give him any credit. So why aren't we going after them as prophets and apostles, evangelists, Pastors and teachers, businessmen commissioned into the marketplace by heaven, medical professionals commissioned into that marketplace by heaven. It's not just the fivefold. 
everybody's a minister because you've all been called to minister to the Lord himself first. You're a priest. We're a kingdom of priests. And you've also been called to minister to your family. Are you raising up your kids in the ministry or are you doing ministry while having kids? Meanwhile, are you adopting those who the Lord has given you or are you searching for the budding roses so that you can take credit for their launch because you were there at the 11th hour? Now, this isn't meant to be a harsh word. This is meant to be, my goodness, let's get our stuff together because we could, we could wreck the kingdom of darkness if we'd get a little unison. But division, division stunts everything. You've got fathers attacking sons. That's supposed to be a worldly thing. You've got sons that are, are disrespecting and attacking fathers. Let it not be in the service of God. Let it be a worldly crisis that is first handled by the proper handling of the church. Raise up your kids. Adopt, and, and I'm not talking about in the natural or going, I mean, if the Lord's leading you to do it, do it. But every spiritual person is a spiritual leader. Adopt someone that the Lord brings to you in the mess and walk with them in the mess. Don't cast them out and say, what an orphan. Man, walk with them. I'm sick and tired of watching that cannibalism in the in the in the specifically Christianity. But uh, family goes beyond blood. We've all been adopted into the same family. We've all got the same father. We've all been given the spirit of adoption. Let's let the Lord have his perfect work. You know, and, and, and I'm not talking about unequal being unequally yoked. Listen, discerning of the spirits is much needed. We need to, what we need deliverance from is emotionalism, because emotionalism is most definitely not discernment. Emotionalism is, I've never seen that before. That makes me feel a little funny. I just tested that spirit and it ain't the Lord. And, and you know, 99% of the time I hear that, uh, it's just somebody's offended because it, uh, the religion in them is being irritated by a move of the Holy Ghost. You know, the, the, the anointing in the Psalms is, uh, is wor- referred to as the word mashak, which means it's like a, it's a deep rubbing that irritates the flesh. And this deep rubbing is supposed to irritate the flesh because it's got to get way deeper. And what happens when this anointing hits and the flesh is irritated, people like to speak Christianese and say, I tested the spirit and something's wrong. When in actuality, your flesh has been so irritated, you fall into full-fledged emotionalism and you're casting out a work of the spirit. I don't like it that they barked like dogs up in Toronto. So what? Get over it. Well, God would never do that. You don't know what God would do. 
Wasn't he present in the room? Were there signs, wonders, and miracles and the fire of God falling? I mean, the Lord Jesus, forgive us of casting out and coming against and aligning against the work of the Spirit. Well, I got I didn't I, I, I don't like that. Well, you'd never seen it before and it irritated your flesh. There was a massive difference between what the heck is that and oh my goodness, there's evil in this room. There's a huge difference. By dealing with our own hearts, then we've been given the mandate to deal with the hearts of the next generation in a manner that is uplifting and delivering, propelling and launching. So let us not be another arrow that almost hit the mark. But let us be in spirit and in truth and pour into the next generation of these mighty, mighty miracle-working children. People are through with religion. They want the real deal. And most people in the New Age, most of them, are wounded by the church, and that's what drove them, because they were hungry for something. <clears throat> they were cast out, or maybe they didn't handle the situation right, and somebody said, you're a flipping orphan. Get out of here and go get delivered. It was some stupid religious jargon Christianese, and it inflicts a wound in them and drives them to, the, to where they're accepted. And those that are hungry for the supernatural, they go right into the new age or the occult or, or, or a, a massive plethora of different things. Let us be faithful and true with what God has given to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I thank you for every listener right now. I bless them in the name of Jesus. Let the wind of the Spirit blow across their families. As revival breaks out in their home, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more about the ministry, head over to our website, www.glorycultureintl.com. And you can click and subscribe. You can check in the events tab, check out one of my books. And uh, I know those are materials that are going to bless you. So, and every penny goes into the nations. I don't take a cent. So praise God. Bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Go check out the website. We'll catch you again.